Happy Wednesday and welcome in to the Locked On Syracuse podcast. I'm Tyler Aki with Tim Leonard as I am every single day. The only place to get daily Syracuse podcasts on the entire podcast market. Check us out online at LO underscore Syracuse for all the latest Syracuse news, buzz, as well as updates on the podcast as well. We will get to part two of our conversation with Malcolm Folk in just a second, but I also want to let you know that after we finish in our first and second segments with Malcolm, a little bit of Syracuse basketball recruiting talk as well. Jalen Gibson decommitted from Wake Forest, a class of 2020 big man, so he will have a fresh four years to work with, and Syracuse reportedly getting in on the action and trying to land a guy like Gibson moving forward. A three-star power forward. We will get to that later on in the show, but first... Here's part two with Malcolm Folk. I'm curious. I know you said you came up for a camp at Syracuse and maybe you interacted with Trill Williams a little bit during that. I've always kind of wondered what those camps are like. What was that whole process like and what did you learn from that experience? Um, yeah, so it was like camps. Like you first walk in, you get the height, weight, arm length thing, and there's combine testing, so it's 40. Um, the shuttle and then broad jump and then you go through a bunch of um, drills like um, speed and agility then it's individual drills and then it's competition at the end so one-on-ones and uh, all that good stuff um, yeah it was it was definitely um, pretty a, a pretty good experience you know just to be up there and just kind of like work out in the facilities and kind of learn from like their coaches and then learn from like the players that are, that are already there and just kind of pick up their brand a little bit and then just like to compete with some like the, the top talent, you know, in this region. So it was definitely a great experience. You grew up in the Philly area. Who's your, are you an Eagles fan? Like who's your team that you root for in the NFL? Yes, sir. Eagles all the way. Absolutely. What'd you think of their draft? Huh. Um, you know, uh the 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 first round was 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 okay um no that's a pretty solid pick but the the hurts pick kind of i mean like i kind of see what they're trying to do but just, just having like a security blanket for carson in, in case he got hurt but i i think we could have got him in the later rounds uh, for sure so that kind of puzzled me but other than that you know it was a pretty solid draft yeah, I was a little surprised they went that quickly on the Jalen Hurts train as well. But sticking kind of with Syracuse, you're now, there's three of you guys in this 2021 class. Terry and Josh have also committed. Do you guys interact interact with one another at all, have a chat or anything, and have you met those guys? I haven't met them personally, but I've been in contact with Terry pretty much every week, and then I've been pushing Josh about this process to, to – uh, for him to commit, you know, so we pretty much talk on a weekly basis. Yeah, we were, we saw some of Josh's tape, and I don't know about you, but it's got a real Derrick Henry feel to it. Yeah, he, he's a big boy, man. He, he's going to be a problem. He can run over <laughs> some dudes, you know, for sure. <laughs> that might be you in practice getting run over, man. <laughs> Who, who's winning one on one? I take me all day, you know, he's a good player, but, you know. I think um I think I could take him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Well, always bet on yourself in a situation like that. Uh, rapid Absolutely. fire for you right now. 
just want to go through in, in your high school days, who is the best player that you ever played against? Any sport too. I'll, I'll, I'll let you best. pick basketball or track or something like that. Uh, best player ever played against. Um, it's probably this kid named Keyshawn Williams. He's going to Wake Forest. Um, he, he, he was a mold. He was a multi-sport athlete too. He played football, basketball and track. So he like, so he only played his last years of high school, junior, senior year, but he like leads the inner rack and like receiving yards, touchdowns, like all that good stuff. Like no one like could stop him. And, you know, I had to guard him man to man on the island for the last few years. And then in basketball, he was like a pretty good basketball player too. He was shifty, you know, quick, could shoot all that good stuff. And I had to guard him a lot. And then in track, you know, I beat him about like a tenth of a second, but he was like right on my tail. So just like him, he's probably like the the hardest player I've had to go I go against, uh, you know, um, throughout my the the three sports I played. Man, sounds like you guys maybe had quite the the rivalry there, and it's going to continue yeah, too but, with him going away. Yeah. <laughs> what position does he play? He plays a receiver. Okay, okay so you you could actually. <laughs> battle it out there too yeah <laughs> that'd be pretty fun <laughs> well how was it when you went against him one-on-one when you were on an island against him i mean well i uh won most of the reps uh i, I mean like the, the plays yeah i'd be called like a, a few balls on me you know but that happens but you know we uh won both games so it was a pretty good matchup i really enjoyed it it's all that matters, man. As long as Syracuse is beating Wake Forest, we'll take it. You can let him have yeah. a couple catches. That's all right. So you, you wear the number 27. Any specific reason why? You know, I did. So it was kind of like the first number they gave me when I started playing youth ball. And uh, it, I was kind of kept wearing it, you know, throughout the years. You know, it's it, not... not a lot of people were 27, so I guess it's kind of unique in that way, you know. And, and some people at school they don't even call me by my 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 real name; they call me by 27. So sure. it's it's kind of cool. It's, it's kind of cool in that way too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good number for a safety. I feel like I think that looks good. 27. Um, were there any other schools that you visited? I know you had a lot of offers, and you said Syracuse was up there for a while. But any other schools that you went to? Um, uh, no, I was supposed to go on, on, on a lot of visits during spring break, but they all got canceled. So yeah. I couldn't make any trips this year. So when you were on your Syracuse visit, what was the best meal you had? Uh, best meal I had. I think they had some pretty good, like burgers and hot dogs. If I don't remember, um, they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> Gotcha. Well, you got to check out Varsity once you get there and, and go on Marshall Street. But uh, during this quarantine or whatever you're doing kind of during this time, what what are some shows that you've been binge watching to kind of pass the time? Uh, I think I think um, the, la- the, the last show I just watched is it, it, on Netflix. It's called The Outer Banks. It was a pr- pretty good show. That's a pretty good show, and I've been watching a lot of um, Netflix shows. Uh, All American, have you heard of that? That's a yeah, heard of that one. Yeah, 
Okay. Well, you just gave me two to add to my list. I'm finishing up Ozark and I got to add on a couple more. So <laughs> Outer Banks and All-American added All to American. the list. So, so when you were in the dome for that game against Wake Forest, what was your favorite part of the whole atmosphere of everything going on inside that building? It was just, you know, just very high energy. You know, every time Syracuse, you know, did well for a touchdown, you know, the whole stadium just lit up. Like, I could feel, like, the energy in, like, the dome. It, it was definitely, you know, like, something special. And then and then when the team ran out, you know, I, I was, like, close to, it's like, the uh, the tunnel, and, like, I could barely hear anything because, like, everyone was, like, <laughs> screaming so loud. It was definitely um, – very high, very high energy for sure. Yeah, there's really nothing like it. What's the most memorable play in your football career? That's kind of a tough one. Maybe it's a touchdown or an interception or something. Anything stick out? Yeah, um, it actually happened um, this past year. It was our first league game. Um, we were trying to so so at that point we were undefeated um, and we were trying to keep that streak alive. And uh, we were down the whole game and we kept coming back. And at that point, we're down by – it was tie game. It was, like, fourth and, like, ten. And we had the ball. And um, I was I was in the slot. And I ran a fade to the end zone. My quarterback put it up in the corner of the end zone. I caught it and got one foot down and uh, caught a touchdown. And we, and we uh, won the game that way. So that was just a pretty cool, you know, pretty – pretty cool moment for me and my team you know because we were down all game and then we came back and then I scored a game winner so it was pretty sweet well that sounds like some some Friday night Lights stuff right there there, (laughs) Um, so I know you've said that you kind of model your game and you're a big fan of Jamal Adams I, I got a question for you especially as a guy who's from the state of Pennsylvania where You've got a great safety to the West that that played for a while, Troy Palomalu, and, and then a great safety for the Eagles and Brian Dawkins. Um, what what's the big infatuation with Jamal Adams? I'm not saying he's a bad player, trying to take anything away from him, but he's just a young guy. So I, I'm I'm just so surprised, especially on the defensive side of the ball, how he's gotten all these fans so early in his career. Yeah, I just think you know, with me and him, we're kind of like similar, you know. And, and and size and play, you know, he's about my height. He's a little bit bigger than me, um, but you know, he can pretty much play all over the field, and that's something I can do as well. Um, and, you know, he just he just like a real like high confident guy, which I, I love about him. So those kind of like the the two main things about like why I kind of love Jamal Adams. What's your favorite part about playing safety? Just just uh, you can. Uh, be I guess like the contact you know you're you're yeah you could be in the box you can be in the box um hitting running backs or you could be covering slots and being on on like man to man with them and just like the challenge you know of of being able to do both equally well which is something that great states have to be and also just you know having to use your IQ and being able to see the field and just uh, direct your teammates to where they need to go really all right, Malcolm, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for doing this, and we're looking forward to having you join the Orange in that 2021 season. 
Hopefully you have your, your high school season this year and we'll be watching from afar. Thank you again. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Quick time out to hear from our friends at Postmates. Hey, Tim, if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch or maybe while you're eating breakfast. Who knows? Although we don't eat breakfast, but you exactly. should still order from Postmates if you do like breakfast. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without even leaving the house or even opening the door. And given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now, when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. There's literally no better time to use Postmates than right now. They got Postmates pickup as well, which I've been using a lot to order takeout for my favorite restaurants. You can get more than just burgers and sushis too. They can make your life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. This app, if there's ever a time to use Postmates, it's right now, Ty. Yeah, and you know what? I've been on a little bit of a gummy bears kick lately, so hey, the Walgreens and 7-Eleven certainly coming in handy for me right now. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 $100? Holy cow. $100. $100. Yes, you heard that right. A free delivery credit for your first seven days. I didn't know they are giving out that much. Hey, it's Postmates, man. They're, they're doing it big during the quarantine, all right? To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100. That's a Benjamin of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. All right, great stuff there with Malcolm Folk. Again, if you missed part one of that, you can find it on our podcast feed or wherever else you find your podcasts. So he's a guy who I think you and I, Tim, are in agreement. This is a secondary that's going to retool a little bit between now and by the time he gets on campus. There's probably a good chance Andre Sisco will be gone and off to the NFL, maybe even Trill Williams as well. So he could really fit the mold of what Syracuse wants to do, especially in this new secondary that's coming in. Anyway, let's get to some basketball recruiting because there was some basketball recruiting news from this past week. Jalen Gibson, the guy who was originally committed to Wake Forest, three-star power forward, six foot eleven, very slender guy, but Shocker. in the wake of, <laughs> yeah, he's a Syracuse target yeah. now, exactly. and. Uh, he was committed to Wake Forest, like I mentioned, and he is now no longer committed to Wake Forest because of the departure of Danny Manning, and that's something that is going to be an interesting move for this coaching staff now going forward because there has been a sense of urgency, it feels like, that they want to add a big man. And Gibson kind of fits that mold right there. Now, I wouldn't call him a true center. I think he's more of a, a four, given what the rest of his skill set provides. But this is a guy who, for Syracuse, showing interest, I think, is the right thing to do if you are adamant on we need to add another big man to the rotation. It certainly seems like that's a priority, right? I mean, I'm a little surprised by how active they have been in targeting not just any big men, but now a couple of 2020 guys between Frank Anselm, who kind of reopened his recruitment as well. He wasn't actually committed, but someone who reclassified to 2020, and now Gibson. And 
you know, Syracuse hasn't offered this guy per se. I think sometimes we get a little overexcited once we just see Syracuse has reached out. Obviously, if you're reaching out, it's likely that an offer is going to go. Yeah. I mean, it means they're interested, and that's what we know for sure here. But Syracuse, Maryland, Iowa, Louisville, South Florida, Houston, UNCW, Providence, Miami, all these teams have just reached out to his coach, apparently, according to Jeff Borzello. He he was the one who sort of first reported this, and a lot of people have been talking about this. So we don't know if they're going to offer him, and I think sometimes you have to keep in mind, like, say they don't get Jalen Gibson, maybe it's not really a recruiting miss, per se. Maybe they were just doing their homework and seeing what his interest is, and then they decided not to pursue it. But there is also a possibility that they do really like this kid. We don't really know, and and maybe by doing their homework, they start to like him a lot more. I will say, for a three-star, that's a very good list of teams that have been doing their homework, including Louisville and Miami. And obviously, Wake Forest is not at the tippy top given that they've just fired their head coach and Danny Manning but Danny Manning was the bigs coach at Kansas and has been able to get a lot of good bigs and a lot of good talent just a lot of good five stars too I mean he was a good recruiter he just couldn't get the job done on the floor exactly so I think that says something and when you compare who is reaching out to him now according to Jeff Borzello, versus sort of the offers on 247sports.com before. He's clearly gone way up in rankings, and he doesn't seem to be your typical three-star, top 350 type of player. But it is a little surprising that Syracuse has been this active going after another center here. Yeah, so of the nine that you mentioned there, Tim, there's only two that have previously offered that are once again reaching out to Gibson and that's Iowa and South Florida Maryland showed interest early on did not according to 24-7 throw an offer to him out there in his initial recruiting process but they're another one of those teams that is surfacing so there there are is a familiarity factor and again this is a a strange cycle as we've said a hundred times and we'll probably say a hundred more times there is going to be familiarity that's going to be desired and think back to to our conversation with Ben Burroughs when he said that Syracuse does not like having guys who don't visit the campus commit to the school, right? Yeah. This is that case right here, at least to our knowledge, that he is a guy who will not have visited already. And he's just kind of going to be given the virtual tour, essentially, uh, of what's going on with the Syracuse University pitch. So that's another thing to monitor in this whole situation. I know. It's... I kind of feel the same way about this as I feel about Anselm. It's just tough for me to see him coming to Syracuse. Now, again, this is us just looking at it from a broad sort of outsider's view here, but, I mean, you've got a good list of schools that are in the conversation, and then, as you said, he's not going to be able to make a visit unless he wants to really milk this decision out. And maybe he's thinking that way, but you don't even know if you could make a visit in, say, August or something. I mean, at some point, you're going to have to make a decision and start sort of planning accordingly in terms of picking classes and everything. We know Torian Thompson waited until about the 11th hour there, but I don't know if that means other guys are going to do this. And it's just, it's tough because he hasn't ever come to Syracuse like Anselm. And then the other thing is he's looking at three 
centers. Now, I know he is kind of more of a power forward. I think it's kind of a misconception to call him a center almost. And I, I think I actually did say that earlier. But, like, he, he to me, reminds me more of Dolzhai as a stretch four type of player. Now, maybe he adds some mass, and I think he's capable of playing the anchor position in the zone. So if you want to label him as a center in that regard, that's fine. But he's different than Barama Sidibe and Jesse Edwards and those type of players, I'd say. Absolutely. For a guy who's six foot eleven, he can run the floor really well. And I, I think the Dolajai comparison there is really good in, in the fact that, yeah, he has a lot of the same attributes as him. He can run the floor. He can dribble the ball. There's moments on his highlight tape where he is running the floor and, and he's leading the break. He yeah. can pass. He can shoot. And he can certainly defend. And I just think he's... Frankly, I mean, just a longer version of Dolajai and a guy who I think can really anchor that bottom spot. Now, he may play a five spot on the zone, but you could slide him around because I think he's got that sort of versatility in his game. Um, and one more note on that conversation that or the, the point that you brought up of how it's an 11th hour thing. I think it'd be a little different in the case of Gibson. I mean, you think of a guy like Andrew White where he, I want to say, committed in like August, like a week before class. I may have even been sitting in a class and then I got the notification (laughs) that Andrew White committed, if I'm remembering correctly. But along those lines, I mean, you think about a guy like Andrew White. This is such a different situation than that because Andrew White was a grad transfer, okay? Gibson doesn't have that luxury of necessarily milking out this process all the way because he's deciding his future for the next four years. Andrew yeah. White had one year, all right? those The grad transfers, I mean, you hear them talk about it all the time with Joe Burrow in the, on the football side of things. He essentially did not go to class right. because <laughs> yeah. he didn't have it's classes different. to really go to, all right? It's, he, he was taking, like, one class or whatever, and anytime he wasn't in class, he was in the practice facility. That, that's yeah. That's the nature of that. They're planning one year. This is a, a, a situation where you are planning four years. So it's way different than that. You have to settle into a home that you really like. And for Gibson, and I mean, not just Gibson, but any recruit, you have to go on these visits, okay, if you uh-huh. really want to call a place home for four years. And, and that's just my whole perspective on that. Not just, I mean, I'm not saying this as a student athlete. I'm saying this as just a student, too. Yeah. I mean, how many kids do you know that go and pick a school, have not visited the school? It's very few and far between. Yeah. It's funny. I I kind of, like, didn't really visit Syracuse until I went there, but I had at least seen the school before I decided on it. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, it's kind of weird because I'm sort of an outlier in that case. Uh, to me, I'm, I'm really struggling with, like, the center – position right now i don't know why we, we've had a lot of conversations about these guys that they're looking into and like the thing that i always fall back on here is like if jalen gibson let's just play the hypothetical game let's say he commits tomorrow and it's to syracuse and like he announces he puts on a syracuse hat and everything like what does that do how does that change your opinion of Syracuse right now, if at all? Probably not much. I would say he's more of a depth piece right now. And again, we don't know how the rotations would exactly work. Is he a four? Is he a five? Right. But you're going to have to replenish that four spot at a certain point. And I know we talked about, 
in the middle of the Quincy Ballard stuff, what's the the pressing issue to add this big man when you kind of want a backup guard at, at a certain point that you can put on this roster? Well, I think Gibson's a little bit different. Let's just put it this way. I don't think Ballard is going to translate at the next level as well as I think Gibson will translate at the next level. And part of it is because Ballard's skill set was not as diverse as Gibson's. Yeah. I mean, we've rattled off all the different things More he can do. Project, I'd say. Exactly. And, and listen, Gibson is is still raw in yeah. his development as well, but he's shown that he can do a little bit of everything, and, and that's very rare in a guy that's six foot eleven. Ballard wasn't going to do that for you. He wasn't going to be the one leading the charge on a fast break. He wasn't going to be the one who who can pass the ball around a couple defenders either. Okay. I think Gibson can be that guy, and he can give you versatility and play the four spot for you as well as the five, probably. And because of that, I think that's valuable. Because guess what? Marek Dolajai, gone after next season. Who knows what happens with Quincy Guerrier as well. So there's all these different wrinkles that go into that. And that's why I think Jalen Gibson, this is a different situation than what it's been with the past couple of big guys that Syracuse has looked into. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, they have the scholarships, they have the time here to do their due diligence, do their recruiting, and center has been the biggest issue for the last five years, so why not go after another center? But it to me, I think what I keep falling back on is it feels like the guys they're going after and the guys that they have a chance of getting don't really have the ability to impact or solve the issue right now, unless they make some strides in development once they come in which has happened in the past but in the more recent past it feels like it hasn't been successful so maybe that's sort of holding me back from really buying in on buying in on any of these prospects and believing they could kind of be a game changer for Syracuse I I just feel like if you're Jalen Gibson you're probably not that interested in Syracuse now it is another ACC school and he was committed to an ACC team right but and, and I know some people are going to hear that and be like, why not? I mean, the guy went to Wake Forest. Syracuse is a big step up. I agree. I'm just saying he hasn't visited. There's three guys that are on scholarship that kind of play his position. There's Dolajai as well next year. And they haven't done a great job developing centers recently. And they don't have anyone that's a center's coach. Like, wh- th- why did he go to Wake Forest? Because Danny Manning's there and he's coaching you, right? Doesn't get much better yeah. than that. Not to mention the fact that you look at where he's from. He's from the state of North Carolina. Where's Wake Forest? Again, there's a whole other wrinkle that gets thrown into that entire equation. All right, that's going to do it for us here today on the Wednesday edition of the Locked on Syracuse podcast. Tomorrow, Bayheim's Army added another player. We'll round you up the whole Bayheim's Army squad and get you up to date on what could happen with the basketball tournament. And then on top of that, we'll also discuss this CBS Sports article that came out the other day that has Syracuse winning zero ACC games on the football side of things. So we'll discuss the likelihood of all of that and more. That's all coming up tomorrow. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, stay inside. Please practice social distancing because, Tim, both you and I want sports to come back in the very near future, and that is the best way for all of this to happen. So for Tim, I'm Tyler. We will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.